Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Jen, this is Kavika. Hi, Kavika. How are you How today? Are you? Good, good, good. How are you? <laughs> You've been doing a lot of these, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I, I got a couple days off, but uh, you know, I've I've just barely begun. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I just saw an article of what, like, four hundred people running for office this this time around, or something. Yeah, like that. just yeah. Just about 400, yeah. No, yeah, and it was funny because, like, a month and a, about a month ago when I started, it was, like, 298. So it was yeah. already it was already pretty packed. Like, and in the last 30 days, everybody's like, oh, I like try. <laughs> the last day, get a slew of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me how this is going to work. Well, pretty simple. We're just going to, we're going to, simple chit chat you're gonna take the wheel for most of it i've got about five simple questions maybe a little less depending on how much uh how much room you want to take for certain subjects but uh okay just the basics so we'll start from the top and uh, let everybody know who you are and what office you're running for okay are we recording yes we are okay <laughs> all right yes so my name is jen kagiwada and I am running for County Council District 2, which is a good portion of Hilo um, over here on the Big Island. And, yeah, I am running because I've been supporting women running for office for years uh, through the Women's March and other various ways. I've been a 
campaign manager and I, I found it's time for me to step up and kind of do my kuleana here um, when this opportunity presented itself to me. So, yeah, I feel like I, I've been, I'm a really hard worker and uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good, good match for my skills and, and um, knowledge. Right on. So uh, before we get into you and your campaign, well, we're mm-hmm. doing a little education for the voters here. So if you could, in your own words, please explain what the office you're running for does. Sure. So uh, county council person is one of nine members on in Hawaii County and um, each representing a different district on the island. That's a little bit different than some of the other islands that have um, more open uh, island-wide seats for county councils. So they don't necessarily represent districts, but here on our island, that's what we do. Um, and really, if you think about like the federal level of government, we're like Congress. So we've got the mayor who's kind of more like the president and the executive branch, and then we're the legislative branch. So we are the ones who make the laws. And um, we're also the people closest to the constituents. So even more than our federal delegation and our state legislators, county council members are, you know, live in the district. They're there every day. They are the closest people to the constituents and able to really connect on a, a daily basis with people. Um, and so I think that's, you know, special about uh, county council. Uh, we also do a lot of the things that affect people's everyday lives. Um, things having to do with infrastructure, roads, parks, um, building permits, all those kind of things. So I think uh, county council has a big job, but it's also can be very rewarding in that you do work directly with the residents of your district. Dig it. Thank you. Um, so let's get right into you. Could we get a little backstory about you for those who don't know about you? Sure. So uh, I've been raising my children here with my husband uh, over in Hilo. Been in this district for almost nine years. Um, my kids went to elementary school, middle school, and high school. I've got one who's got one more year of high school and then out. Um, and my other child is already in college on the mainland. Um, my background as far as jobs, uh, I've been a nonprofit executive director and I've worked in the school systems quite a bit. My education is that I have a master's in early childhood education with an emphasis on public policy development. So really um, studied about how laws get made and and the best way to try to help the community with legislation. Um, And like I said, I've been a campaign manager, so I kind of know about uh, how to really connect with people while campaigning so that's been helpful to me uh and i actually enjoy a lot of campaigning um 
and currently I work at the county council. I'm the only person running for this position that actually has experience working at the county council. So I work with a county council member, writing legis- helping write legislation, meeting with departments, figuring out, you know, what it is that constituents need. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Dig it. So speaking of what constituents need... Uh, what mm-hmm. do you feel as per your campaign? Uh, what does your community need? Yes, very good. So we need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've been talking to voters and residents all over Hilo. And I've been knocking on doors since March. So I've been to almost 3,000 doors, talked to many, many people. And there are definitely themes that come out. Um, But I want to say first off, this is so important, is the people of Hilo are really caring and compassionate. Um, For the most part, when I talk to people, the concerns they have are not so much about themselves individually, but about things that affect the whole community and things that they see other people need. For instance, When I went to um, talk to people at one of the senior housing um, places, the seniors often talked about the young people and their concerns for young people being able to afford to raise a family in Hilo and find childcare and be able to afford a place to live. Um, So that's what a lot of the seniors were concerned about which I thought was interesting. Um, And then when I went to some of the more kind of well-to-do neighborhoods, I often heard things about, you know, infrastructure issues and concern about the Aina and um, just climate change, things like that. So nothing that really affected them personally, maybe right now, but they had a lot of concerns for, you know, the way things are going on a bigger picture. And, um, then I also went to uh, low-income housing and talked to people. And they were just so thoughtful and um, really talked about how they were lucky to be in the low-income housing they're in. And that they asked me to please help people who are not as lucky as them and help people who are on the street um, to get housing. So that's where I'm taking my, you know, cues from is this uh, generous spirit that I'm really hearing from the people of Hilo. And so those are some of the issues that I am also concerned about. I'm concerned about the homeless. I'm concerned about the cost of housing overall. Um, uh, And some of the ways that I think that we can make sure that we keep this generous spirit and the Hilo um, folks involved, I I really want to see our community get um, an action group that all the other districts on the island have. All the other districts have some kind of group. Most of them are uh, for development. And I've been told that, you know, Hilo's already considered, already developed, so we don't need this kind of group. But we need some kind of group made up of residents that is supported by the county and um, really looks at what are the things that Hilo needs. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, work to get that up and running. Um, 
if I'm elected. Right. Uh, so do you have any um, policy examples or, or thoughts on, on uh, working towards solving these matters? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, there are a lot of ways that at the county council we can, we can do things. But one of the main ways is through our tax codes. Um, it's the really the, the main way we can provide relief for people. It's the main way we can do things that are, you know, socially just, I think, is by using our tax code. Um, it's, you know, the county doesn't have a lot of ways to um, make a big impact, but real estate, real property tax is one thing that is in the purview of the county council and the county, I guess I'd say. So, um, for instance, I'd like to see us increasing the homeowner exemption rates. Those are the, the amount of money that you get as an exemption um, if you're a homeowner. And especially for Kabuna, I think, um, you know, they have fixed incomes. And to reduce their tax burden is really important to keep them in their homes and to avoid uh, people having to leave their homes later in life um, for financial reasons. I'd like to separate separate out. Uh, currently, timeshares are, are in the same tax category with apartments. And I think that we need to um, separate those two things because we want to keep apartments um, affordable as much as possible. And we can do that in one way is by keeping those real property taxes low for apartment buildings. At the same time, I feel like, you know, people coming here to visit and uh, staying in timeshares, owning timeshares can pay a higher rate. So I think I'd like to see about separating those two categories out. Um, and then other things having to do with agriculture and making sure that people who want to farm and do agriculture have lower taxes than those that say are on agriculture land but are maybe not actually doing farmers farming i think they need they can pay a higher rate if they're not actually doing farming so those are just some ideas um that i have around tax code um there are other things in the budget for instance i feel like in looking at um some of the ways we do things at the county um, for instance, in for building inspections, right now you have an architect or an engineer do up your plans, they, they, they review them, they stamp them, and then it goes to the county, and the county does that all over again, reapproving these plans. Um, and, you know, architects and engineers are really the people who should be doing this. They carry liability insurance, and they know they've, you know, they have degrees in this, and this is what they do. The county reproving these just, you know, takes extra time, extra money, delays people um, getting their building permits, and potentially, uh, you know, opens the county up for liability where they don't need to be uh, involved in there. So that's one thing about that I would look at to kind of do some cost savings and time savings for the county. Uh, another one would be is that we're just on an antiquated, you know, paper payroll and financial system. 
we there's no reason we can't you know eliminate the practice of printing everything out and we print it on this is really funny I don't know if you know this but we like print things on different colored paper and for different things and all that and it, it, it's just it seems like we could totally go to a, to a better electronic system that saves paper saves time saves money and is just uh, better all around so we just need an update there uh, I, I appreciate that as uh, someone uh who worked for a city secretary's office uh, in the early millennium and someone who's been an office rat in Hollywood. Uh, goldenrod forms, just for the sake of extra goldenrod forms, is the bane of my existence. So, uh, exactly. Yeah, save the trees on that one. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, you've got your buff and your goldenrod and your pink and your... It's just amazing all the different colors you have to use for different things. But yeah, it could be electronic and it could um, be a lot uh, more environmentally and, and forward thinking, I think. So, uh, and then when it comes to just like the well-being of our residents, both, both here in Hilo, but also um, all over the island. Uh, my background, as I said, was early childhood education. And I'd really like to see the county get a little more involved in supporting childcare and early childhood education and helping young families that have small children with the burden it is to, you know, find care, find things um, to support their kids. So I'd really like to see our county get a little more involved in that. Um, than we've been and in fact our county research and development department does have some money right now um, to use toward that and in fact we just they they just hired a person uh, that's knowledgeable about childcare on our island so i'm really hopeful that that's gonna happen and i would be supporting that for sure uh another big one i mentioned already housing and and homelessness expanding housing stock that includes rental housing for residents. Um, not everybody can or needs to buy a house, but we do need affordable housing for everybody at every level. So, you know, we can really look at um, increasing housing production, especially on the low end, as far as low uh, income housing. Uh, there's a lot of money right now um, out there for housing. In fact, the county just passed uh, a bill this last legislative session and it's going to be providing nine million dollars a year for homelessness issues including building low-income housing so um, I would hope to be involved and keep track of that and keep the public aware of what's happening with that money um, and that we're using it wisely so those are some of the things I'm thinking about oh also this is not a county thing, but I would like to work with the state. And I know this has been proposed before, but I think um, we need to kind of get organized and put some might behind this is to remove the GET tax, especially I would like to see it removed from locally produced food. Uh, this would encourage, you know, local farmers to grow and sell locally and support residents and visitors to buy local. It would reduce food costs overall which would leave more money for the other costs they have, such as like the high price of gas right now and rent. Um, 
and it's overall more sustainable and, and helps us uh, increase food production costs here, which I think, and food production here, which I think is critical as well. So I would also like the GET removed from medication, medicines, um, but the first one for me would be to try to get this GET removed from locally produced food. I dig it. I, I find there's a little imbalance in in the way that the get operates. Uh, I've I've kind of noticed that like it's it's a little more heavy handed on the local side, and then because of the loopholes of creating it and how it operates, like mm-hmm. mainland business can pretty much just show up as like a contractor overnight and just print themselves a get form and then just start taking our tax money with them. Right, right, yeah. So I I do think you know once again thinking about being um, conscientious about using the tools we have to create the things we want to see, right? Mm -hmm. And if we want to see more food production locally and people eating healthier and eating local foods, then we need to help people do that. And a huge way to do that is to lower the prices um, without taking money from the farmers. Dig it. So we got a little time left here. One thing I'm asking every candidate is what do you think the community can do uh, right now for Hawaii and for your community? Not just the election season stuff like getting out to vote, but what do you feel Mm -hmm. that your people could be mobilizing on right now to help? Yeah. Well, I do think civic engagement is key. I mean, it's pretty sad that um, like 50 years ago, it was 60 years ago, Hawaii had one of the highest voter turnout rates of any state in the nation. And now we're one of the lowest. So clearly there's been some um, disengagement there. And I do think that that does make a difference. It makes a difference on um, how people feel about, you know, their government and how it's working for them. But it also makes a big difference on um accountability as far as elected officials go if people are not engaged and they're not paying attention then elected officials can kind of do whatever they want Mm -hmm. including not showing up for their jobs and still taking a paycheck you know things like that and um i think we need to get people more engaged so that we if hopefully i become an elected official are held more accountable um by the people and if I'm elected, I plan to, you know, be in the office every day and be available for people and not be a, a no-show or somebody that just comes only for council meetings and otherwise um, works at another job the rest of the time. I plan to do this as a full-time job and, like I said, be available to the residents of Hilo. Um, so other things people can do besides voting um, is turning up for events and showing, you know, what it is that they care about. Um, That's the way things get done, right? You have people show up to something and people pay attention. The media pays attention. The elected officials pay attention and things start to get done. If, um, you know, there's something happening and and nobody shows up, then people think, "Ah, I guess people don't care about this issue, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then a big one for me is the youth. I think I really want to see our youth get more civically engaged and um, 
feel like their voices can be heard and that their voices make a difference. Um, so for me, that's my kind of my background is is with children, and I want to see the youth get more involved. And there can be small things that you know, like I was thinking, over here we have our 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 mass transit system, our bus system just went um, free for the next couple of years. Yeah, I just heard not, about that. Did you hear that? Yeah, I just heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so that's cool. But if nobody uses it, it doesn't really make a big difference, yeah. right? So what I want to do is work with the schools, the high schools especially, to get them to do field trips with their teens on the buses so that they learn how to use it and they can start riding the bus for free. Um, there's a, another little cool thing over here where if you ride the bus, you can get a transfer and use one of those um, rental bikes for free for I think it's like 20 minutes or something. So I just think that that would be so great if our schools took an opportunity to introduce our youth to how to use mass transit. And if we get the ridership up in mass transit, then we get more money for mass transit. Then we can do more routes that are better for people and, and get them where they need to go. And it's a good, it's a good cycle that we want to encourage. Right. So um, I'd like to see that. Um, and I don't know, uh, one of our council members just introduced a idea for like a youth commission for the council. And I would be supportive of that. I think it's a, a good idea. Um, you get people engaged early and they stay engaged. They also influence their parents to getting more engaged, mm -hmm. I think. So um, anything we can do around that, I think, is is really good. Um, I think there are a lot of boards and commissions that need people on them, uh, county boards and commissions. And that's how people also can get engaged. They can... Uh, share their mana'o because they, you know, may have sp special expertise or background in something. And it really does help the community um, if we have qualified people on these boards and commissions to kind of give some guidance to the county on some some issues. So I, I'd like to see more people and especially like Native Hawaiians, I would like to see more Native Hawaiians involved in you know, these boards and commissions and running for office and getting their voices heard. So, um, yeah, those are some ideas. Dig it, dig it. Uh, I, I'm a fan of anything I can do virtual. I, I got uh, I got invited into the uh, a couple of the economic development forums for Maui, and it was, it was quite a, a learning experience. And I was actually surprised mm -hmm. at how much I could contribute, even being a guy in the entertainment industry. So... Like it, it is a very effective way of trying to get, you know, small businesses or right money people that, that have a little more thought on the community involved. So that's right. That's right. Well, thank you for doing that. See, we need more people like you doing things like that. <laughs> well, uh, we got just a couple minutes here. Uh, if you could let everybody know how they could support your campaign virtually or in person. Sure. Sure. Uh, so just in closing, can I just say just a couple things? Um, I want to say that, you know, this is this is a interesting campaign. There's five of us running for this one spot. I don't know if you knew that. There's five of us. Um, there's four guys and me. 
And uh, I just want to say that I feel like I am the right candidate for this position because I know the job. I work at the county council. I know the community because I've knocked on almost 3,000 doors already. Um, and I'm a hard worker, and I think I have the right disposition to really work with the other council members, which is what you need to do in this. Mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a position where you come in and can kind of tell people what to do. This is a position where you come in and you need to make, you know, you need to talk to other people. You need to show them why your idea is really good, and you need to bring them on board, and you need to really be collaborative. So. That's why I think I'm the right person for this job. Um, to reach me, yes, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from anybody. Um, I'm on Facebook, Jen Kagi, uh, Friends of Jen Kagiwara. I'm on my website is just jenkagiwara.com. Um, you can always, um, I'm always happy to get a phone call or a text, and I'm happy to give out my phone number because I'm available to people. My phone number is 808-238-2886. You can call me or text me anytime. And yeah, I'm also on Instagram. You can find me there, friends of Jen Kagiwara. Um, Yeah, but I'm pretty reachable and hopefully people will reach out. I'd love to have your support or I'd love to have your questions Um, or just tell me about a concern you have for Hilo. Um, all those things are important. So um, thank you so much, Kavika. I really appreciate this opportunity to uh, talk with you today. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I'd love to ask you if we could reconnect in about 30 days uh, and just catch up on your campaign, see how it's going, maybe ask you a few more questions. Sure. Right love on. To, love to do that. Awesome. Well, you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Aloha. Aloha. <gasps> Rabbit Holes is a Manavakal production. This episode was produced by Kadika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.